0: That smell. Oh, that would be me. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. I love it. That's the signal. Let's go. Do it. Do it. Welcome to Trimming the Musical Fat. I'm Stephen Nicholson and I'm Paul Nicholson and in today's episode we'll look back on the first year of the show and have a look at what three albums we enjoyed discovering or rediscovering the most, the most disappointing album, the three episodes we enjoyed recording the most, Paul tries to answer five questions in the 2021 TTMF podcast statistics quiz That was easy to say. Uh, We'll reveal the name of our new sister podcast and talk about some of the artists, songs and albums we'll cover in 2022. So Paul, how have you found your first year of podcasting?
1: really enjoyed it. It's It's been really interesting. And I think initially as well, because, because of the whole COVID thing, actually, for me, it was a way of connecting with people, uh, friends you maybe haven't really been in contact with much. So I think even on that level, it was great. And, and just, it's good revisiting albums you've maybe not heard in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big fun things for me is when you're doing a, a podcast like one of the shows and, and things just happen that aren't planned like comedic elements to it when we can't say our lines properly and <laughs> things like that so I think all of it has been really enjoyable and I feel as as the times went on we've got better and better and and uh, but that only comes through through learning it and uh, maybe making a few mistakes and stuff but that's the way you learn and I think you know when you from where we were to where we are now it's totally mm-hmm. different so it's been really
0: really enjoyable yes what about you yeah i mean i agree it's a, you, you learn by doing don't you so mm. and and i think as time goes on you, you yourself uh, i think pick up on things or people will maybe uh, give you ideas so so, it's, so that's been great but yeah i agree with you it's just been nice a really nice way in these times, especially, uh, to be able to connect with your with your friends uh, via this kind of method, uh, whereas you would maybe be seeing people whether you know it's a social thing or uh, f- football or whatever it might be, you're, you're not really getting that in these current times. So it's just a really good way to, uh, yeah, keep connecting with you with your friends and and obviously discussing something that we're all very very passionate about, uh, which is music so it's been good i think also on a personal level uh i think it's just been nice to have something new and different to 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 try Uh, i think when you're in lockdown covid we we do have that little bit more more time and it's just nice to be able to do something positive with it and obviously connect with so many people around the the world as well Uh, that's that's obviously fantastic um to, to to know that people are listening uh, in all of these countries around the world, and you, know, you hope uh, enjoying what we do, which is fabulous. Absolutely. Sue, so, let's maybe talk about some of the things that we we covered um, in the podcast over this year. So maybe ask the question, what's been the three albums you've most enjoyed listening to and talking about in the, the podcast during 2021?
1: So, yeah, it's quite a hard question because there's part of me almost equates enjoying the album with doing the podcast show. Uh, but I suppose they're quite different. But for me, probably... Certainly one of them, one of the three would be our very first one, because it's always special doing your first one. And it was the White Album, The Beatles. Mm -hmm. And it was just really nice because, yeah, it was a new thing, doing a new thing. Like, we were talking about making connections with people we hadn't spoken to Mm -hmm. in a while. And our dad was on the first one as well. And it was was just a really nice... uh, Experience and, and obviously the album, it's like an amazing album. And, and it was interesting hearing about the background behind the album as well, and people's views and thoughts on the album and what it meant to them. So, I would say certainly one of them would be the White Album the Vietnam, Vietnam riots, Vietnam riots, the Vietnam riots. <laughs> <was> <laughs> <laughs> the Vietnam, right? When I but, was in there. Uh, the Rodney
2: Marsh riots. <laughs> the Rodney Marsh riots, that's right. Oh, the Vietnam. V- that's in the jungle.
0: Let me see if I can.
1: Oh, that's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Robert Kennedy as well. He was assassinated in
1: sixty-eight. That's he? right, he was assassinated. <laughs> Enjoyed listening to that. Uh, be here now. Oasis, because I wasn't a big fan of it. I remember buying it when it came out in '97, but I wasn't a big fan of it. But listening to it again, and uh, yeah, just here, also here in the kind of deluxe edition as well, that your different versions and stuff. So that was one that I was quite surprised that I enjoyed listening to the album. Yeah, it's a really good album, I think.
0: Cool, thank you. And Jamie, what about you? You gave it three out of five, so you, you've got, obviously gone back and revisited it, and what you're thinking about it now.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's some really good songs on there. I think I gave it a three because coming off the back of definitely maybe in, in what's the story, um, and then I think this was released just after Nebworth as well, which
1: mm. kind of put a lot of hype around it. And I think parts of it are are maybe just a little bit. A little bit long, a little bit unnecessary. I don't know. I think they tried to make it sound a little bit more colossal than than it needed. Um, and, and funnily enough, kind of going back and listening to the deluxe version of the album, like some of the demos are are, are probably better than a lot of the songs that were mm-hmm. on the original cut. Um, so so yeah, sits in the middle for me. And probably another one from the nineties, "The Great Escape" by Blur. That was that was good because I hadn't mm-hmm. listened to that for years and really good album and it just reminds you of that time as well where, where you were mm-hmm. when you first heard it and also like I say hearing about other people's experiences that's what made it enjoyable mm-hmm. yeah. well, It's, it's not, not really a joke it's more of an observation because I, I actually have <laughs> Park Life
3: as my, my alarm clock when it goes off in the morning so it wakes me up every single day Except for Wendy's when I'm rudely awakened by the dustman. <laughs> <laughs> I, <think
0: it's> maybe... <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember Davey um, going to the blur gig in 1999 at the Corn Exchange, uh, yes. and that someone stole my glasses, and the rest of the night was just a blur. <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah for for, for me but I think it, I've I've enjoyed um all the albums that we've covered this year which which is great and I think that's one of the nice things about doing the podcast it it makes you re listen to an album you've not listened mm-hmm. to in a long time uh and really give it a proper proper listen which is which is brilliant uh but I think the the three for me that i maybe enjoyed the most the first one would be bruce springsteen's the river Mm. and that was an album i had never listened to before and obviously davy mellon is a resident bruce springsteen fan uh so he'd recommended it i'd never listened to it before Mm. and i've said it in the podcast i thought this was going to be quite a gloomy acoustic type album and it's not and i I just remember putting that album on for the first time and going whoa and just on it is, is fantastic and for a double album there's really only one song that I didn't enjoy so that was just such a pleasant. So it's the, Black, the Blackpool keyboard song. Um, no I like that one it really? was Oh, it's the second second last song? Can't remember it's David's favourite on it it's his favourite song but anyway it's so I really really enjoyed that album and um, I think it's a, a brilliant. Uh...
1: Yeah so and it was two, that song as well I mean 8 minutes it's just a bit yeah not great
0: <laughs> well this is the only song in the album that i don't like and and one of the reasons for that is that it's it's too long but yeah i i just actually find this song a bit boring too long um uh this is the one where i think it does veer into being overwrought i think especially towards the end the Uh, I think Springsteen veers into that. (laughs) Um, Like his bandit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The world Um, voice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, and and, yeah, I I just kind of turn off at that. Uh, And who's he buying shoes for, Davy
1: I'm going (laughs) to buy you
3: shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, baby, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) the
0: the second one would be another, well, it's a triple album this time, but All Things Must Pass, George Mm. Harrison, and I had heard quite a number of the tracks before, but never really sat down and listened to the entire album properly uh, from beginning to end and that was an album where you kind of listen to it maybe once or twice then by the time you get to five or six listens you, you go that's absolutely f- amazing the quality of songs on there is sensational mm-hmm. and the third disc of that is more studio jams I think that's what they call it didn't the apple jam yeah um, so that. that for me that's I can disregard that. It's, it's a mm-hmm. bit of a novelty thing, but the first two discs, there's just not a bad song on it. It's it's a fantastic record. Um, and something I didn't know until researching for the podcast is that George Harrison actually wrote this song in 1966, but it was rejected for inclusion uh, on uh, by the other Beatles, which is... Which is why you would think that George Harrison, you know, must've been stewing for years and years thinking I'm writing all these great songs and they're just not getting a look in here. Cause a lot of the material on this album were songs that were rejected by the other Beatles, you know, the title track is an example and the, you know, they're all great songs.
2: Yeah, because like, they played it, it's on there. I mean, it might be in the Peter Jackson film when it comes out, but uh, they rehearsed that during the Get Back sessions, isn't it a pity? For right. sure. Um, yeah, just rejected it. All Things Was Past is on it as well. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's the song that's on there. Um... And the last one would
0: probably be uh, another album I hadn't listened to all the way through before, which was Pink Floyd's The Wall. And... Obviously, a concept album, but yeah, it's a, it's a great, great record, double album, and but it was just nice to listen to that, enjoy it, and also have a really good. And who was on that? Was it Paul Murphy and Alan Trainer that were on that episode? No, or was it, it Davy? or it was Davy.
1: No, I don't know. Paul was on it. I think it was Davy.
0: Yeah. And Alan, yeah, mm-hmm. it was Davy and Alan. Uh, and obviously they knew a lot about it. Uh, so they've listened to it for a long, long time. And it was just great to to hear what they had to say about it uh, and obviously some of the facts that they had. Uh, so it was just really good to get to know that album as well. So. Jesus, right, okay. Um, I was the the lone dissenter on this one here. Um, and the thing is, I actually do quite... Like this song, Uh, I just don't think it fits tonally with maybe the sound of the rest album. I think this is where it veers into Sweeney Todd full on musical territory. And as I've mentioned already, when Roger Waters is kind of reaching for that screechy high, (laughs) high note, yeah, it turns me off a bit, a bit, a bit too. Astronic for me, uh, although there's, there's there is yeah. To be fair, lots to like about it. Great orchestration and everything, um, but yeah, it never made it for me. So yeah, those were the three I probably uh, enjoyed. Uh, all of them I were dis- real. I wasn't rediscovering; I was discovering them, so that was uh, really mm. nice. So, what's been your most disappointing album that we've covered? Do you reckon?
1: Probably Radiohead, Amnesiac, Kiddy. And uh, I mean, I hadn't heard the albums before, but just found it a bit bland. Mm. A bit disappointing the album. I mean, there was some good stuff on it, but funnily enough, I enjoyed doing the show. <laughs> I enjoyed oh, the yeah. doing the show better than yeah. the album because it was it was obviously quite a lot of the songs are a bit repetitive and downbeat. So it was just... It was quite funny kind of going through them all because for me, a lot of them just sounded like the same song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed the podcast show, but I didn't really enjoy, enjoy the album.
0: Uh, so I'll maybe kick us off uh, talking about uh, Amnesiac then. So for, for me, it was great to get this so quickly after today, And I'd heard a number of songs when i seen the band play in Glasgow, uh, Glasgow Green during 2000. And I do remember that night that Knives Out really stood out. Uh, obviously, that hadn't been released at that point. So it was great to finally get it uh, when the album came out. Anyway, this was going to be the album that Kiddy should have been for me, right? So it was going to be chock full of guitars and normal songs. And <laughs> then I played it. And for me, it's it's another good if... Again, another patchy album. I think there's three to four great tunes on it. Yes, there is more guitar. Yes, it is a bit more traditional sounding than Kiddy, but ugh, yeah, it's, it's good, not great. Um, I just think of things like, did we really need another version of Morning Bell? And what what I found quite amusing, going back to these albums, is that... Uh, and listening to them again is Kiddie has actually went up in my estimation in the last 20 years and Amnesiacs went another way which is quite interesting so I think in summary it sounds like I'm hating on both albums but I do like them I've just dropped 40 quid on the upcoming vinyl re-release so I must like them um, but but uh, yeah I, I, th- I think back to myself back then I, I I was disappointed so that that's probably just the hangover Uh, from that Mm -hmm. What about you? Uh, uh, Queen's Innuendo Now Queen are both of us, they're our favourite band Um, and Innuendo is a very good album, obviously it's Queen's proper final album Um, but I've never loved it and I come back to it every so often to listen to it, hoping this will be the time that I get it Uh, because most Queen fans think it is one of their best and I just keep coming back to it every couple of years, and I think this will be the time. And no, same again. I just, I just don't rate it highly uh, in their in their overall uh, catalogue. So, so yeah, it's a very good album, but yeah, I, I'm more disappointed. I still don't love it. I want to love that album, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I bought it when it came out, and I just still don't uh, love it. So, but he. Oh,
1: Ronnie right, Brother Paul. Yeah, one of Queen's best songs. And it's a song that I've always loved. And even before it was released as a single, and of course the big irony is that that was what was in the... It was just going down... It wasn't a big hit. It was going down the charts when Freddie died, of course. The show must go on. And, you know, so it was quite ironic. And uh, the video as well, because obviously Freddie wasn't well. The video was just like a compilation of videos almost... Promoting Greatest hits too, And uh, I just think it's such an amazing song. And like Freddie's vocals are like, am- and I believe he did it in one take, vocals. Amazing. And Yeah, and I think because he was really ill at that point, I had to give him vodka and then he would get back up again and get uh, down, down a vodka and then get up and do the, the, the vocals that I, but but actually a lot of the song was written by brian may because a lot of people think it's Freddie, because there is bits of it that you know like my makeup may be flaky but my smile stays on that was him but a majority of the song was written by brian may and a lot of people don't realize that
0: well you were talking about you you, you enjoyed the the recording the radiohead show and uh, what so what other ones if we were talking about the three that we enjoyed recording the most what would you say other than the Radiohead one uh, would be the ones that you enjoyed
1: probably uh, because uh, having the lap of the pods guys on when we were talking we were talking about innuendo, and I just enjoyed it because like these guys some of the people who we've spoken to on the podcast they're who have their own podcast that it's, I guess they played a part in us, or certainly me wanting to do a podcast. So they've kind of inspired us to do this. So it was great having them on, kind of, you know, having dialogue with someone that you've known, you've, you've only just, you've listened to for a long time, but you're actually speaking to them. And I guess, because we're massive Queen fans as well, there's that sort of connection. So certainly
3: the lap of the pods would be one. And, do you know the the one that I, di- I didn't enjoy the most? Um, was the jazz album, right? Um, because the jazz album is, uh, um, it's a quite quite a polarizing kind of album for a lot mm. of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people love it. Um, but other people have problems with certain tracks or just the way it sounds and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I. It was one of those ones where, you know, you'd been listening to it, and obviously, I'd been a huge screen fan. I'd listened to it many times before as well. But prior to doing the podcast, listening to it, and still not even up to the day we recorded the podcast, still not really knowing what you, what you actually think about it and how to mm-hmm. um, frame what I thought, you know, what I thought about certain things.
1: I like the John Lennon one. The what if when. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about if if there'd only been one album released uh, in 1981, and John Lennon hadn't been tragically murdered, and what could have been, and so that was just interesting going through that. And I also think at that time we were we were kind of more professional in the way we did the podcast, just because of learning. Because I it, it felt like for me that was a really good show to exa- mm-hmm. an example of that that show where it was really good and. Paul putting on a lot of good input as well. And it, I guess it's it's a real interesting period as well. hmm So that was just like starting over. Paul Murphy, what do you think
0: about the song?
2: Oh, I think it's uh I think it's it's a great intro, I think, in for more ways than one, because the the intro sounds like a more upbeat version of uh of Plastic Ono Band mm. of the, the bells, so uh, the, bells, the bells, the bells. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's why it is. It's because uh, although I think, although actually I think uh, they should have chosen should have chosen women as the the lead song because um, it's the better one. But oh, it's a great great start to the the album. And it is, if you're a John Lennon fan and you've sort of listened to it and you know that it sort of sounds like a nice sort of mirror image almost of plastic on a band brother paul
1: yeah was it he called it his elvis orbison that's right uh, song <laughs> <laughs> but I, I the thing is for me that, and and for you guys as well that we're we're doing this in the context that we know what happened to him after these songs were done so it does give a different slant on it and a lot of the song titles are really it's quite eerie actually you know songs like just like starting over living on borrowed time and no thoughts for tomorrow uh you know there's so many
3: songs
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's there's so many songs where yeah it's almost like there's premonitions or something but uh yeah just like starting over is a a a great song and it's just really it's a shame because it's just so optimistic about the future and yeah and a matter of weeks later you wouldn't have a future. and I enjoyed my third one would be uh, up album by r e m it was just to be honest I'm not a massive fan of the album but if you're talking about the show, I think there's good stuff on it but if you're talking about the actual show I just thought that was really it was a really fun one to do just
0: mm-hmm.
1: just kind of the banter between the guests and just things that you don't make things that just happen naturally that are so funny mm-hmm. it' just like uh, and Davey getting mixed up about when he's talking about I'm at my most beautiful. And he was oh, yeah. uh, talking about that was a tribute to the Bee Gees. Yeah.
0: I'm
1: like, uh, no. do you know what I mean? The Beach Boys. <laughs> so things like that. And so I really enjoyed that. And it was just nice to hear people laughing as well and mm-hmm. having fun. So I wanted to do a
0: trimming the musical fat podcast first. And this is a little treat for Ross because I know this is his all-time favourite R.E.M. song. Uh, So I've got my keyboard here, and what I wanted to do is is play for Ross his favourite R.E.M. song, just a little snippet (laughs) of it, and we'll see if he can actually uh, make out what the song actually is. Go for
1: it. Go for it.
0: Okay, here we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's even better than that, David. Here we go, Ross, your, your favorite
0: R.E.M. song.
3: In the window.
0: How special was that, guys? Is that (laughs) Eurocrats as reformed? The world wishes, the world wishes, Paul. Uh, So, Ross, what was that
1: song? I've not got a clue. (laughs) Is is it Airport Man? It is Airport Man. Is it, (laughs) eh? Yeah. I, initially, I thought, right, you came my favourite song, and uh, I thought, oh, that's definitely not <laughs> <it." laughs> coat cool,
0: man. man. I think that's going to be everybody's favourite from this album today. <laughs> mm.
1: yeah. yeah. What about you? What would you say? Your three, three favourite
0: choices. I think three good choices by you, and, I, and the thing I would say as well. Uh, we we'll obviously uh, did recordings with um, other. Uh, podcasts you've mentioned in the lap of the pods we had Mm -hmm. marv from uh pods like us and we had sam uh, from paul or nothing and i think one of the nice things you find when you get into into podcasting is actually how nice the podcast community is and i think there's a real effort by everyone you deal with to i think to help and and share and I, th- I think everybody's very supportive and eager to help, and yes. and obviously guests on other shows and so on. And that's re- that's a really nice thing, uh, that I've found. It's a, it's a really good community. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the, the episodes, uh, the yeah the the Radiohead one was just hilarious to record because <laughs> the music is obviously it's Radiohead, so it's you know by and large those albums are quite downbeat, so it's actually. Uh, I think to listen to the songs and, and have some banter around them was definitely the funniest one ever recorded.
1: Hunting bear, hunting bear. <laughs> it's all going hunting. Bear.
0: Christ. Um, so, anybody had considered putting that one on their cut? No considering it, but I quite like the guitar. I, I like the guitar on it. I like the guitar sound in the riff. Mm. But it's just maybe it could do a song around <laughs> it. Maybe. A bit like I might be wrong. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I quite like
1: the, the, the riff, but nah, nowhere near a final cut. I think I was uh, making it to you, maybe yesterday or the other day, Steve, um, I remember I was being in the Edinburgh Film Festival mm. about 15 years ago or something like that. And they had this Iranian film on that I was going to see there was just this policeman walking through some barren desert landscape <laughs> landscaping Tehran and then all of a sudden this song came on and I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> hunting bears, hunting. Bears.
0: So, so, Davy, it wasn't soundtracking a happy family holiday in Florida. No? no, no. Um, I think the the Paul McCartney one we did the What If episode, nineteen eighty one to eighty four. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. it's two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I really enjoyed that because I think that was perhaps the first time we were if you like, telling a story where we're obviously yeah. going through a, a timeline uh, of events and so on and I think that was the first time we were properly integrating audio clips from uh, new, like from the news um, and <laughs> interviews and stuff like that so that was great. That used to be bad
1: uh, <laughs> It still it used bad.
0: to be good We don't it need to hear any more of that one um, I'll maybe <laughs> kick us off with this um, So obviously it's it's a, it's a blues jam type song, which goes on for perhaps four minutes too long, which is a shame since the runtime of it is four minutes, 12 seconds. Um, yeah, totally unremarkable. It should have been a, a bonus track or a B-side or even better unreleased. So, oh, man, you've equalized. Go on, Cavani. Um, but, yeah, to, to give it some credit, there is a nice guitar solo on it, which I think is played by Steve Miller. Uh, But, yeah, I, I just don't think much of it. Uh, what about you, Paul Murphy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I mean, the album is, what, 55 minutes with original running mm-hmm. time? It doesn't even yep. be on it. Uh, again, it's sort of like uh, typical, I think, of, you know mccartney by this point of sticking songs on when like we're doing this podcast you know like if he cut out some of the songs he would have a like you know a much better need for it to be on there it's it would have been great as a b-side you know what i mean <laughs> a, and not as a not as a single on not as a song on an album yeah Tom?
1: yeah i just think it's it's just filler really isn't it it's it's the reason why we do this podcast in many ways <laughs> for songs mm-hmm. like this. It's it's just like why put that on when there's so many great songs. It's almost like because he'd done a couple of Steve Miller, he's old mate. I put, oh, put a couple of songs on with you, Steve, but they're just boring. You know, they're almost like sound checks or something.
0: And I think the the, the third one would be the the Bond ones we did. That was excellent, James Bond. because uh, I, I don't think well ever do anything at that scale again because that was a a massive undertaking because that was really what six hours of content there put out over you know two nearly three hour (laughs) you know two near three hour episodes so that was a massive massive undertaking to to pull all that together however I'm glad it turned out so well and it was great for the two of us Uh, go through each Bond movie, that was great just going through them uh, one by one uh, in chronological order and and talking about the movies, the music and it was great fun so I enjoyed that a
1: lot My favourite Bond theme is Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon used in the film The Spy Who Loved Me Um, Reason being and to simply quote Tom York from Radiohead, it is The sexiest song ever written. In terms of a Bond theme, it's got everything you want in there. It's a ballad. uh, The orchestration is phenomenal. Uh, Carly Simon's voice is absolutely spot on. Um, And as you may know, any pop music that uses brass, in my opinion, just ultimately
3: is elevated to a higher echelon of music. So, yeah, if you don't think that that is the best Bond theme, I will fight you.
0: So, time for the 2021 TTMF Podcast Statistics Quiz. So, Paul, I'm going to test you about your own podcast. <laughs> okay, well, I've made it multiple choice to make it a little bit easier. All right. right okay. So here we go. <clears throat> and you can play along at home, too. So, question one. Uh, the number of different countries that have listened to the podcast so far. Is it A, 29? B, 34? C, 39? A, 29? You are wrong. It is mm. 39.
1: Right, okay. Well, that's a good, good one to be wrong. Huh?
0: It sure Thank is. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you want to take a guess at what the three most popular... Are so which countries listen to us the most?
1: The UK, the, Amer- uh, the U.S., and Australia.
0: Australia, might yep. Oh, and okay. so, yep, UK, U.S., and Australia. Although that can change between Ireland and Australia, <laughs> depending. Yeah. So, uh, thank you to those countries for listening. So, episode episode two, question two, even. What three episodes have been the most listened to this year? Is it A, the Beatles' White Album, Queen and Yendo, and Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion 1 episodes? Is it B, the U2 pop episodes, Oasis' Morning Glory, and not Morning Glory, it was Be Here Now, (laughs) and Blur's Great Escape? Or is it C, Metallica's Injustice for All, Bruce Springsteen's The River, and R.E.M.'s Up? What do you reckon? For
1: A, the Beatles' White Album... Andrew Roses and whatever
0: the other one. Queen. Queen, you are
2: correct.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Those are the three most listened to episodes.
1: Quite early ones as well. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. although a few are, are starting to catch up on yeah. uh, catch up on them. Uh, question three: How many states in the USA have listened to the podcast? Is it A, thirty three? B 38, or C, 43? 43. 43, C. That is correct. And uh, Virginia is the, the most popular right. uh, place that uh, listens to the podcast. So hello, everybody in Virginia. Hello, Virginia. Question four. Uh, which guest has featured on the highest number of episodes? Is it A, Davy Mellon, B, Paul Murphy, C, Ross Braidwood?
1: B, Paul Murphy.
0: That is correct. Pablo Paul. <laughs> and the final question. Of the albums we've covered, which is the biggest selling? Is it A, Pink Floyd's The Wall, B, Metallica's Injustice For All, or C, U2's Pop? Okay. So, Yep, correct. It is Pink Floyd's The Wall, uh, which is, I think, about 30 million. Would that be... Yeah, I think that, it was around about that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and let me throw in a bonus question. Of the albums we'll cover next year, which is the one you're least looking forward to listening to? Because I already know the answer to this. The Stone Roses.
1: <laughs> the second coming. Yeah.
0: Which I'm looking forward to doing because neither of us are Stone Roses fans. In fact, we, I think, actively dislike them because so many people like them.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and because uh, we'll get people on the show who really like it and we'll give it a listen with an open mind and I think we're hoping we'll be pleasantly surprised uh, but since I think a lot of Stone Roses fans don't even like the album uh, I I would suggest uh, <laughs> yeah, the the odds are very low uh, although it does have the love spreads on it which I think is a brilliant song the first single of the album it's a great tune, so yes that will be an interesting one to record. So let's kind of stick with uh, two thousand and twenty-two, or any particular. I mean, I'll maybe run through some of the the the, the albums or songs or artists that we will mm-hmm. uh, take a look at next year, and uh, maybe just talk about which 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 of them perhaps you're you're looking forward to. Too. So we've got I think Bon Jovi with these days and mm-hmm. Keep the Faith. We're going to, but seriously, we're going to take a look to- at the cheap trick version of john lennon's i'm losing you uh one i'm looking forward to uh, we're going to be working with the in the lap of the pod guys again to do uh, a what if episode on queen from 81 to 84 mm-hmm. i think we've got usual illusion two guns and roses yellows out of the blue uh rem's new adventures in hi-fi We've got in there uh, Alanis Morissette's supposed former infatuation junkie.
1: That's easy to say.
0: Yeah. Uh, Genesis says The Lamb Lies Down in Broadway, which I've never listened to all the way through before. Um, we've got songs, I think, by Paul McCartney, Queen, Radiohead. Uh, what else have we got in there? Um, yeah, U2's Everlasting version of Everlasting Love. Uh, Ghost, Moby, Madonna. Yeah, uh, Prince' Diamonds like, and Pearls, um, the, the album. So yeah, there's a, a a lot, and obviously that's not the the full the full list. But uh, any particular ones you're looking forward to there?
1: Probably the the Queen one, 81 to one, that mm-hmm. That'll be good. And fun enough, maybe the Genesis' land Lies Down Broadway" because. Yeah. I just sort of listened to their early albums this year, so I think that'll be quite an interesting yeah. Interesting too. one to do. And even things like uh Bon Jovi, just sort of revisiting those albums as well. Mm-hmm. it'll be quite good, yeah. What about you? Uh
0: yeah, um I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the Genesis one. Um and what we need to do is get my friend John, John Paulington, on Sorry, for that yeah, one. That's he said he would only ever come on for that album, <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's one of his favorite. He's a massive Genesis fan. He, yeah. He's actually seen seen them back in the day, and I went yeah. to to see them in ninety two or ninety three at Edinburgh Playhouse with John.
1: Yeah, um, so out,
0: John? so yeah, it would be nice to to catch up with with uh, John to do that. Uh, but yeah, the Alanis Morissette one actually because. I've not listened to that in a long time, and I've always thought it was too long, but they're actually, if you take the best of the songs on there, uh, for me, uh, it's up there with, um, what's, what's her?
1: Jagged Little Pill?
0: Yeah, it's up there with Jagged mm. Little Pill, and um, so I just think she could have uh, done with a bit... bit uh, a bit of trimming, and uh, I think that album might be a bit more highly regarded. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to forward to, uh, to that uh, as well. But it'd be nice to, to actually get round to doing Use Your Illusion 2, Guns N' Roses, yeah. as well. And and I'm obviously a huge Prince fan, so doing the Diamonds and Pearls album is going to be mm-hmm. good. And we're obviously getting Marv from Pods Like Us to join mm-hmm. us for that one as well, because he's a Prince fan. So... Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. Looking forward to it. Um, should be should be good, and we'll have to see what other ones we can uh, get in there as well.
1: Yeah, and just before we finish, I'm really looking forward to doing the the ELO out of
0: the blue. Mm. I think that'll be a good one. Yeah, should be good. Uh, so I mean, those are the ones we've got scheduled. But who else, or what else should we cover? You know, please get in touch and let us know. Uh, we are always open to. Um, Your opinions, and, and it was actually some. Oh, I can't remember which listener it was who recommended The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway early in the year. Do you remember who it
1: was? Yeah, I remember that. I can't remember who it was, but yeah.
0: Ah, so apologies to that individual who uh, suggested it. So that's been at the back of my mind as one that we would do this year. So, uh, thank you for that suggestion. <laughs> So we are pleased to announce that we are launching a new podcast in January called Trimming the Movie Fat. <laughs> How did we come up with such an original name? And that is a podcast where we review the movies in a series and decide which are prime cuts and which are awful, i.e. we wish to raise them from the series. So the the first a few episodes are going to focus in on the uh, the five Die Hard movies and the Home Alone series, <laughs> and let's just say there's a few howlers in there, which <laughs> I've I've not watched them all. I have to say, um, so and I'm I'm not looking forward to watching the <laughs> the latter ones. <laughs> um, and I think that we're then going to pick up on the Jaws movies, weren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm. I'm, I am and I'm not looking forward to watching Jaws the Revenge again. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. awful. Um, so, yeah, uh, so looking forward to, to doing them. Uh, which uh, which ones are you looking forward to, Paul?
1: Probably, I suppose initially, our, our first one, the Die Hard ones, because mm. we'll have a few friends who are big Die Hard fans as well, but aren't. I suppose like a bit bit like ourselves, we love certain ones, but we really probably despise certain ones as well. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to hear people's take on that as well. And and because, yeah, there's certain that are like almost like classic and there's certain that are just, certain ones are just rubbish. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting just to kind of hear people's thoughts on on Mm
0: -hmm. them.
1: I think think in general, a lot of our answers are probably similar. I
0: think so. But you never know. That's what's good about these things. Well, I I, I can already categorically say, looking at the Die Hard Home Loan and JAWS, Mm. that Mm. the first two you really, really enjoy. Mm. And it's then variable quality after that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very inconsistent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So anyway, you'll be able to access the podcast via all the major podcast providers. Uh, from January, and we'll be releasing new episodes on a monthly basis there. So 2021 is nearing its end, another in the the shadow of COVID-19. However, onwards and upwards, and we're sure... 2022 we'll continue our journey back to normality and Trim the Musical Fat will be there to soundtrack it for you so thanks to you all for listening this year we hope you've enjoyed what we've done as we jumped headfirst into the busy podcast waters and a big thanks to our podcast regulars who guested on the show Paul Murphy Paul Mellon Brian Borthwick, Ross Braidwood Davy Mellon Mark Poole Jamie Kerr Alan Trainer, and of course our dad Uh, so I hope I've not missed anyone there and thanks to our fellow podcasters who guested so the guys from In the Lap of the Pod Sam from Poor Nothing and Marv from Pods Like Us so look out for several new episodes dropping between Boxing Day and New Year's Eve those are our festive gift to you so have a great time celebrating the new year see you in 2022 until then Keep trimming.
1: Thank you. Two seconds. I'm just going yep. to go for a quick review. So I'm okay. really I had
0: to keep my microphone on there because I was scared if I was
1: happening
0: in the taking it out, I've lost. Oh no, it was a real naked gun
1: moment there. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would
0: have
1: been better okay. if you started singing a song.
0: Okay.